Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest, Courtney Ross, is a dedicated fitness enthusiast and wellness advocate with a diverse background in modelling, personal training, health coaching and nutrition. Her journey towards a profound understanding of the human body and its optimal care started unexpectedly with a minor surgery that forced her to confront the importance of movement and self-care during her recovery. Motivated by this experience, Courtney embarked on a quest to unravel the intricacies of the body and develop her path towards optimal health. Starting as a personal trainer, she gradually expanded her knowledge by acquiring multiple nutritional certifications. And through her studies, Courtney discovered that while nutrition is a highly individualized aspect of wellness, fundamental principles apply universally, such as the need to be cautious of misleading food labels and the benefits of consuming whole foods. Eager to explore food's profound impact on physical and mental well-being, Courtney delved into functional medicine and she also pursued a comprehensive understanding of holistic iridology. I hope I've said that right. Recognising that the body communicates through various signals. Armed with this wide range of tools and knowledge, Courtney has been able to help individuals who have been failed by conventional approaches and by offering alternative perspectives and diverse avenues for exploration. She instills optimism and empowers people to reclaim their well-being. She wants to help parents understand the power and importance of activity and how the choices you as parents make around nutrition are a powerful force to your child's health. Well, she's in the right place. This is the Strong Single and Human Podcast. Hi, Courtney Ross. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to be here with you. I am so excited to get into and talk about kiddies health, kiddies nutrition, exercise for mums, dads and kids really with you today. Um, So look, I've sort of given an introduction at the beginning, but look, tell us a little bit about what got you started in this and how you like, how you've come to where you are now. Well, I started in fitness. I've been certified as a personal trainer since 2005 and everything kind of evolved from there. But um, kind of what sent me down that road was I had some minor surgery and I had to be sedentary during that time and I just could not take it. And I never considered myself to be particularly active or anything like that, but it drove me batty. And, um, you know, I also realized that I wasn't going to have a modeling career forever if I didn't take care of myself. 
myself. And so, um, you know, a combination of those two things made me start working on my body and I really enjoyed it. And I ended up changing the way my body looks. And I was like, well, wait a minute, I think I can help other people do this. And, you know, the more you do, um, the more you want to do. And it turned into, I like to eat junk food when I was, you know, in my early twenties and teens and all that stuff. And, you know, if, if it was possible to out exercise a poor diet, I would have figured it out, but sadly it is not. So I ended up going on the road of nutrition and, um, spent years, um, working on nutrition credentials and, um, studying so many different, um, I guess, schools of thought on nutrition, because it is not one size fits all. And all of them no. went to that and then functional medicine and health coaching. And, um, I really just wanted to have more tools in my toolbox because the more I was able to help a client, the more I could help them reach their goals. And that's a pretty cool thing when you can give somebody that light bulb moment, or they realize they have more control over their body or um, their health than they initially thought they did. And, and isn't it true that like 90% and so to lose weight or to be healthy, it's 90% your diet and 10% exercise or something whatever, like that sort yeah. of ratio. Yeah. Like I said, ratio. you can't out exercise a poor diet. Um, and again, would have, I would have figured it out because I was the, you know, I was the cheeseburger and fries and pizza rolls and, you know, and. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I was a runway model, so I was tall and it didn't matter what I ate, you know, we, yeah, we, God. we can eat anything when you're 20, you know, and you know, I was, not when I was 20, <laughs> but I was like, you know, this isn't going to last forever. And, you know, everybody who was old was like, oh, you just wait, you know? And so I was like, well, I better start learning to like vegetables and things. <laughs> so, um, you know, the more I learned, well, fries are vegetables, aren't they? Well, fries are vegetables. Well, that, that's, that's a pretty, um, you know, rough, uh, uh, correlation. Oh, don't. I know. Yeah. I know. Fries are so bad for you. So delicious. bad for you. And so I had to, I had to find ways to like vegetables and, um, you know, I, the more I realized that food is medicine, um, the more I was like, all right, this is important. And it made me want to eat some of those things. And, you know, you can find ways to prepare things that make them more delicious. Um, and, you know, still not everything will be delicious. But, um, you know, I mean, sometimes I just decide I'm going to take one for the team because of the nutrient, you know, benefits of whatever that vegetable is that I'm not particularly fond of. And, you know, then I'll have a piece of chocolate afterwards. So, you know, it's about balance and, um, you know, understanding that what we put in our body matters. Yeah, I have to say my not go to vegetable is kale. It's like eating, I don't know, cowboard. <laughs> I mean, it, and, and, and I, and my diet is 90 ish, 95% vegan, right? I do eat meat, but, um, on the very, very occasionally, like at a party or something like that, I'll eat meat. Or if we go out to dinner, I'll eat meat. But my, my diet at home is vegan basically as much as I can do with nuts and, you know, I, I'd like to call it a whole field diet. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, but kale, I don't know, like that stuff. I think that is the only vegetable that if there was a nuclear fallout would actually survive. Cause it's like the cockroach so of a chewy. <laughs> yeah. 
give me anything else, right? Spinach, all different types of lettuce, anything else, right? But kale is just like so chewy, so good for you, but so chewy. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So did you, when you, did you gradually change your diet then? Because yeah. obviously going from what you were eating, yeah. so you just, gra- how did you gradually change it then? Just, you know, the more I learned about what was in food and what those bad things could do to you, um, the more I decided to try um, to eat better slash other things. And I really mm. don't eat out much, um, much to my boyfriend's dismay, but you know, they don't serve the quality of food that I will eat you know, yeah. at restaurants most of the time. Like I, all my vegetables are, are organic. I distill my own water. Um, and, you know, like I was oh, wow. last night and they had, they didn't even have bottled water. So I just had like a cup of soup and like no beverage. And she just looked at me funny. And I'm like, I'm not drinking that. Like, <laughs> No. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, that's what's important to me. And that's not going to be that way for everybody. Um, but, you know, I look at it this way. You can pay now or you can pay later. And I'm paying now. And there's no guarantees in life. And there's no guarantee that, you know, because um, I'm doing all these things now, um, most of the time that, you know, I'm going to be the ripe old age of whatever and go to sleep one one night and not wake up the next morning, which would be the ideal for everybody. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like if I if I'm doing these things, I'm setting myself up for success. Um, I'm very mobile for my age. You know, I can lift more weights than most women my age. You know, people don't think I'm as old as I am. And um, that's something that I'm proud of, you know, because I take care of myself. So, um, you know, it's, it's important to you. Yeah. And it leads to like, um, so like there is a saying that, um, and, and don't ask me where I read it, because I read it some time ago, but there's a saying that the earth was the earth provides us with everything that can heal us, that can help us, and that we've messed it up basically by going in there and going, oh, we're gonna like, you know, do this sugar thing, get the fat, blah blah blah, right? And we've actually messed up our diets, and actually, the earth provides us with everything we want for illness, for for health, yep. for longevity, all of that stuff. And um, any disease, um, yes, the earth provides for everything to help balance our hormones, um, you know, for analgesics, you know, for pain relief. And um, yeah, I mean, and that's 100% true. The earth does provide, um, and somehow there's spiders involved in that. And I'm, so I'm, I'm not, I would call myself nature girl. <laughs> I'm not out foraging for my own herbs or anything, but um, but that is true. Literally everything that we need, we can find in nature. And, um, you know, there's a whole reason why pharmaceuticals have side effects and things like that. And typically herbs and that do not because they work synergistic with the body instead of working down a singular pathway. But um, that's a whole other topic. But y- yeah, I mean, right. Everything that we need is out there. And there's scientific experiments um, because I'm vegan a lot of the time, um, we have to, we have to, it's not what we have to, it's a choice, right? I drink almond milk, oat milk, so nut milks and things like that. But, and, but coconut, um, I got diagnosed with high cholesterol, right? Um, and I was like, well, what am I doing? I said, they were like, you need to cut out dairy. You need to cut out meat. And I'm like, well, I don't have dairy. I don't have meat. Um, and it was, um, it's highly likely 
that it's the processed, so it's the processed vegan foods, which I've cut out, but then also coconut oil, right? Coconut oils, coconut milks, things like that um, are quite bad for cholesterol, right? Unless they have the fiber with them, right? So there's been experiments, scientific experiments. This isn't some hippie fluff, right? There has been scientific experiments that have done to say the actual effects of coconut, if you were to have raw coconut with all the fiber in it, cleans the body and doesn't really affect the cholesterol because of the fiber stops from some of the bad stuff going into your body. Um, but yeah, so well, here's some just eat lots of fiber. Here's a little gem. Um, and I don't know how things work you know, where you guys are, but, you know, some years ago I was told that I was eating, I, you know, I should eat fewer egg yolks for my cholesterol, but here's something that mainstream medicine probably will not tell you. Um, cholesterol, high cholesterol is a marker of inflammation in the body, period. Very little to do with what you eat. It's basically saying that your body's inflamed and you need to figure out the cause of the inflammation. And that could have something to do with your diet, but not necessarily because it's a, it's a high fat food. It would be because mm. that food doesn't agree with your body and or wow. there's something else that's causing inflammation. And so if you have high cholesterol, the last thing you want to do is take a statin. What you really want to do is try to figure out the cause of the inflammation and that will help remedy your cholesterol. Yep. And I'm very much like, I don't want to go on statins and I'm so, uh, so I've been researching and researching and researching because I'm like, I don't want to take a drug. Um, so, you know, I would prefer to heal myself naturally if I can, um, or they can chop bits off of me if I can't heal it naturally. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, um, so I mentioned in the intro about functional medicine, right? So is that, what is this what we're talking about? Because you've you studied functional medicine, yes, didn't you? Yes. So is this essentially is functional medicine is considered um like root cause medicine. Allopathic medicine or traditional medicine is basically you go to the doctor, you tell them what symptoms you have, they put your symptoms to a disease process and they write you a prescription. Um, what makes functional medicine different is um you're basically trying to figure out the cause of something. Like I said, if you have high cholesterol. You know, they'll put you on a statin and tell you to eat fewer egg yolks or something like that, or maybe do some exercise. But yeah. ultimately, if you go to a functional medicine practitioner or doctor for high cholesterol, they're going to run some labs and try to figure out where the inflammation is coming from and work to bring that inflammation down. And so that could be a number of things. It could be heavy metal toxicity. It could be mold. Um, it could be, uh, you know, food intolerances. I mean, there's a whole host of things that can cause it. But it's about finding what the problem is and fixing it. Because if you can educate somebody on what is causing it and they can see the difference in their labs from before and after, they've just taken ownership of their health and they now can control whatever that issue is, as opposed to, well, I got to go get this prescription pill. I got to go do this. And, you know, the, the goal, I mean, my goal is to make people feel empowered, to let them know that they have ownership and to give them that control because most people that come to me anyways would rather, you know, put in some work, but being healthy, especially in this climate takes work, you know, I mean, oh. when you walk through the, the grocery store or, you know, whatever, um, it's all garbage. And so, you know, even, you know, if you're, if you're trying to eat, you know, some, some fruits and veggies that are covered with pesticides and things like that, I mean, 
that's not good either. And so, you know, obviously we all need to do the best we can with what we have. Um, but that is a big part of, you know, it takes effort to be healthy because you have to learn these things because if you are not really looking for these answers, you're not going to find them. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And like when you came off eating junk, basically, what changes did you, what changes did you see in you? Uh, you know, I, I had more energy. My skin looked better. Um, I never really broke out much, but, um, just overall, um, like, uh, like saddlebags, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you guys would call that term. You know what I mean? Like I was thin, but I'd be like, what is this fat right here? <laughs> and, you know, I, I watched my body change and, you know, depending on what you eat, things will collect in certain areas. And also that also is indicative of what the issue is. And so you can, you can see by someone's skin or, you know, whatever, um, sometimes what the problem is. I mean, not always, but that is a, a clue as to what's going on with somebody. Wow. Really? The skin. Oh, for sure. Everything, your skin is a detox organ. So yeah, well, it's the biggest one, right. isn't it? So that's where, you know, when people, and I don't know what the mainstream thought process is on this now, but I remember when I was um, young, it was like, well, you can eat whatever you want and nothing that you eat affects your face. Yeah. And I think we all remember kids in high school that have really, really bad skin. And now I want to pull those kids inside and be like, I can help you, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they, were I know. Eating. they just had severe, severe leaky gut and, you know, they, their body was just out of whack. Um, and if they were educated, you know, on, on how to eat, then they could, they could control that if they, if they choose, but that's just it. These things are all a choice. And this is a problem, right? It's also peer pressure at that age as well, but you sort of sit there and go, well, you can either follow the crowd and go and get your Maccas and your KFC and eat all of that stuff. And yes, I have to agree, but I don't like Maccas at all. I don't know what that is. Uh, Horrible. What is Oh, McDonald's. That's what we call it. Maccas, right? Maccas. We call it Macca. Everything's everything has an O on it or an A on it, right? Maccas. Well, like as a vegan, the kernel. You can eat there because it's not real meat. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I suppose you're right, but I still hate yeah, no, it. I just I, hate I it. It's and... just sugary, yes. horrible. Um, the and the problem is, um. If you go on a road trip, so like a road trip, so we're in Australia, right? It's a big country. You're in the States, so it's a big country, right? But if you're traveling to anywhere, it's a distance, right? And um, the only real places that you can eat if you're not going to take your own food with you are Maccas because there's a lots of <laughs> there's lots of Maccas around. Yeah. So, um, or KFCs, oh. which is just like yeah. fried chicken. I'm like, bleh. So, um, yeah. So look, I, this is what I was going to want to talk to you about because I've found with children and I know with my son, right, give him sugar and he's nuts, right? Absolutely insane. Um, and it's really hard, right? Um, because all they want to eat is this. And we're geared up, right? Our bodies are geared up to eat the high calorie dense foods because when foods were scarce, that's what we needed to eat, right? You didn't want to go and like 
forage around for the low calorie stuff you needed to get the high calorie stuff in you and go from there so um with kids right like what what other have you do you have do you talk to anyone who's do you I don't know do you coach anyone regarding their children um and their diets because because it affects kids who are autistic kids who are ADHD and things like that so like how important is diet for children oh my gosh it's it's everything I mean what you eat really is the indicator for how you feel and you know I worked with someone I typically don't work directly with kids um I don't have any so you know <laughs> probably part of it that you know you're so lucky <laughs> sometimes I can go to um but woman that I work with and um her son was having all these issues um he was severely severely constipated and every I don't know a couple of months he'd end up going in the hospital and they would do a mirror flush wow. to get him to go to the bathroom this kid was like eight and they were doing all this stuff he had no social life he didn't want to go to school he you know he was really really introverted Oh, I didn't want to go anywhere because if they got in the car, you want to know where they were going. And if, if where there was a bathroom, if they needed to stop, like he was really, really like hyper-focused on this. He's eight years old. And, you know, she came to me and was, you know, randomly talking about this. And I was like, you know, I think I can help him. <laughs> and so we, we put him on, you know, a little bit of an elimination diet. And I said, you really need to be strict with this because gluten is a big problem for most people because it's been adulterated, especially here in the States. Um, in Europe, it's not so bad. I don't know about by you, but um, wheat is not mm. what wheat was. And, you know, and then it's covered in pesticides and poison and whatever. And that's a whole other thing. Yeah. You know, I gave her an elimination diet and I gave her a simple probiotic. And, you know, I, this particular one, it's spore-based and um, I had her titrate him up and, you know, he's eight, he's like a swallow capsules. So I said, open it up, put it in some applesauce and give him this. And within three weeks, he was going to the bathroom regularly and he never went back to the hospital. He was never on Miralax again. This was like four years ago. Now the kid's still fine. And, um, you know, he's, she, she called me crying because like happy tears, because he had actually asked to go to his brother's baseball practice and he'd never asked to go anywhere. Wow. And he asked if he could go. He wanted to go and and be a part of the family and do something and hang around. And um, and she was so happy. And it was so simple. And, you know, ultimately, I think we know as adults what we should and shouldn't eat for the most part. You know, I mean, there's there's food labels that are misleading where it says fortified with this. And, and that's all garbage. It's all garbage. This fortified nonsense is garbage. Um, it's fortified with synthetic versions of vitamins. Your body cannot assimilate something synthetic. It's garbage. Um, however, we know for the most part what's good for us and what's not. And if it's not good for us, it's not good for them. And I'm a firm believer of um, don't screw up the kids. Um, you know, they should have their chance to screw themselves up after they turn 18. So we need to give them what they need to thrive and teach them why um, they're being given what they're being given and why they're being told they can't have what they can't have. And obviously those things, um, they change based on the age of the child. But, you know, if you give that child ownership in how they're eating and 
what is good for them and why, especially if they're playing sports and they're doing things that are active, if they understand that these things can enhance their performance, you know, they'll give them more energy and all that kind of stuff versus this garbage food. Um, that's going to set them up so much better as adults um, to to thrive and be healthy and then, you know, create healthy habits for their own kids. And I just think that, you know, medicine and um, I, I want to say some parents, you know, and I understand people are busy, so that plays into it. And sometimes you just want a babysitter for your kid. You're like, here's the Nintendo or here's the, here's the snack. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But I don't know what you mean. <laughs> but it, 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 you know what? That's okay sometimes because you know what? Everybody needs a mental health break once in a while. And you know what? Sometimes you have to do that because, you know, it's real. <laughs> and, but, but, and also, right, I think um, you don't want to, you don't want to alienate your child as such from technology right. because um, everyone's, everyone's got technology, right? And also going forward in the workplace and at schools and things like that, they all have technology, so they really need to be able to function with it. And I think banning it completely is like the child's crack cocaine. Do you know what I mean? Like it's you want to be able to go, well, you can you can have it and you can earn time to use it or whatever. But yeah, I, like my son has like my view is he can have his iPad as long as we're going out and doing something in the afternoon or whatever. So as long as we're active. Yeah for part of the day and stuff, then that's good. And nine times out of 10, I found him, he'll be on his iPad and then I've come out from doing whatever I'm doing, cleaning or cooking or whatever. And he's then not on his iPad and he's playing. So that's great. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. So, okay. But then, and I know, I mean, you're preaching to the converted, right? Cause I know all of, you know, it's essential. But what do you, how do you, are there books out there? Are there videos? I'm sitting here going, Courtney, you need to write a book for children on this, <laughs> right? So they understand what is good for them, right? But like, are there, are there resources out there? Because this is what I find hard. And my son's now seven. And it's, I, I have a limited knowledge and a limited way of actually being able to communicate to him why he needs to eat spinach right why he needs to eat various different um greens actually very good um, playing the dirt too the microbes yes, oh. are so good for us yeah yeah, yeah no I, I completely agree yeah he's well he's soccer he's um oz kick and um afl aussie rules football he's baseball he's out there Ooh. like grappling around yeah you know we got the beach is 2Ks away. Oh, it's a bit cold at the moment, but um, yeah, he's out down the beach in the sea. Um, and I think that's really important. That's what I try and do is get that sort of like yin and yang of iPad yeah. and going out and doing stuff. Um, but how do, we, how do we as parents start to educate our kids, right? Because I find that's one of the hardest things is to go eat your spinach like, because it will make you so. I mean, my mum and dad used to go eat your spinach because it used to, it'll make you strong like Popeye, right? <laughs> you can't say that now. Popeye's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and that's a tough one. And, you know, since I don't have kids, I haven't had to do that on any type of like major scale. Yeah. Um, but what I would say the first thing is to get yourself educated. 
You know, if you understand why you're going to be a much better teacher for your kid because it's questions and it's always going to be why. And that's the question that I ask all the time. You know, when I first started learning this stuff, I was like, yeah, right. Like literally when I first started getting into functional medicine stuff, I would start reading about the importance of the gut. And I was like, come on, because I was 100% a mainstream medicine person. And I was, that was, I, I, that was my thing. And I was like, okay, well, there's something wrong. You go to the doctor. And now there's no way in hell I'd go, no. <laughs> so, um, you know, unless there's like an emergency, you know, no. And so the most important thing is to begin to educate yourself because you are going to be the best teacher for your kid. And it's up to you to, you know, the nuances of your child and what they can tolerate and what they enjoy and where you can sneak vegetables in and what motivates them. And that's going to be different for, you know, every child. So, you know, it's most important that you start to educate yourself because if you set a good example, the kids are going to see it. You know, if you're telling them, if you are telling them to eat a salad and, you know, you stopped at some fast food place or you're eating you know, some garbage, whatever, they're going to be like, well, really? I mean, because you shouldn't be sticking to lunch. You have Lunchables there, that garbage processed meat. You know what those are? They're these. Oh, is it where is it where there's little biscuits and cheese and biscuits yeah, and ham and, and all of that? Lunch yeah. Meat, these little, yeah. It, it, like it's just. Yeah. I, uh, you know, that's something that yeah. looks like it could potentially be healthy. But if you look at the additives in the in the pseudo meat, the stuff, it's terrible for you. You know, it, you need to start reading labels. That's one of the keys is read labels. And if there's a bunch of stuff on there you can't pronounce, you don't want to eat it. You know, yeah. Preparing food, real food, takes some time. But, you know, you can prepare twice as much and freeze it so you have it for later. You know, there's always ways around it. And it is a little bit of a lifestyle change, or it can be for some people. And it's something that takes time to adjust to. It takes time to create and adopt a new habit. And, you know, when you slip up, you have to have some grace with yourself and get right back on the horse and be like, okay, I just didn't have time. I was really frazzled. It was an awful day. And I stopped wherever and ate whatever but tomorrow i'm preparing xyz start back on it start back on it and also it's like finding um finding simple things to do right so like i know with myself and when i decided right that's it i'm cutting meat out and dairy um one it's been better for my skin i used to have eczema so cutting out dairy's just been unbelievable um, for my eczema and stuff like that. But like, it just was gradual. I said, right, I'm going to cook two vegan meals or have two vegan days a week because it is a, it's a re-education, right? I'd spent 40 odd years cooking meat. And you know, there are a few things like bacon, I have to say bacon that like you do get, which is one of the, probably the worst things for me, but like, I go, Oh, bacon, bloody hell. But, um, you can have fake in bacon, mind you. I'm not sure that's actually really um, healthy for you either. Um, and if you, like you say, you do it occasionally, it's okay. Um, I've now started because I was the same view as you, right? Um, I went, well, I'm eating healthy, but my son's still eating meat, still eat, has dairy, so, you know. So I've started to introduce more vegetarian dinners to his, and he actually prefers them to meat-based ones. Still can't get him off sausages, which is like horrendous, <laughs> but we're working on that one. Um, but yeah, and um, 
Yeah, it's just so different, so different. So what, so mentally, right, if you're eating rubbish, you're going to be foggy, you're not going to focus and all of those sort of things. Yes. So like what, what about if you've got a picky, picky eater as a child? How do you start to, or what about if you're picky yourself, right? And you go, God, the only vegetable I've had is fries. And uh, how do I start to eat this stuff? Well, this, this healthy stuff may not be very popular, but if you're the adult and you know better then sack up and go buy some real food and start learning how to prepare it and try different things, just go buy a bunch of different vegetables. Try. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I started doing. Just try, buy different things, and they're not all going to be winners. You're not going to love them all, but. Like kale. Yes, like kale. Like, well, I'll make kale <laughs> chips, and I think that's fine. I can, I can. Oh, kale chips are okay. Yeah. I can yeah. also put kale in a smoothie. Now I can crunch it, the texture's there, but I don't really taste it. And if I can get this, okay. then it's fine. So there's plenty of things that I don't look like. I do not like carrots. I'm like, ugh. But if they're cooked, oh my god, I love in them. something. Okay, I can tolerate them. But you know what? When you're an adult, that's where that's where it's like um, be the actual adult. You know, do you want to be healthy? Don't you? And okay, so you're going to put a little. I, I cook most of my vegetables in butter, in in ghee, you know, or grass fed butter. Butter isn't bad for you if it's clean. Um, it's much better for you than margarine. Um, you know, I will not use vegetable oils, canola oils. That's all toxic oils. You, you heat olive oil. Um, you only use that cold because that's bad once it, once it gets past 350. So, you know, once you know those things, just start experimenting, you know, I mean, okay. So if you like this type of dressing or this type of sauce, is there a way to make it a little bit healthier? Okay. Can you cut something out, substitute something? All right. Now sneak a vegetable in there. You know, you're going to make meatballs. All right, so put some vegetables in the food processor and throw them in there. I make ice cream with beans. Wow. With chickpeas and with beans and stuff and just bung them in. There. Because I I need to get more beans. <laughs> I need to get more beans in my life, right? It sounds really weird. <laughs> but I need to get, I need to introduce more beans and, and, and those sort of lentils and proteins like that in my life. And and um, I came across a recipe the other day, which is um, with chickpeas. Nice. Chickpeas and frozen fruit. And it's so good. Nice. And you don't taste the chickpeas. Yeah. You don't taste the chickpeas. And it is like yeah. a fruit yeah. ice cream. They are, they are good. Yeah. You know, and that's where, you, ah. that's where, you know, if you've got a kid that's that picky, then, you know, who's, again, who's the adult? You know what I mean? Like, if you make something... And they're like, eh, then make them try it. You know, like, I don't believe in cooking for, you know, eight people in the family. You know what I mean? You make a meal. And if somebody has some sort of intolerance or something or an allergy, that's different. Otherwise, everybody has to try everything. Try it. And maybe, you know, they don't like XYZ or whatever, but you make them try. Like if they're going to eat, God forbid, you know, like a big thing of macaroni and cheese, which you can, you can make that healthier too. But you can make that healthy, I must admit. You but know, yeah, that's what they really want. Say, okay, I will make this for you, but you have to eat this much of this too. You eat this first, then you finish that. You know, I mean, because they have to learn. Yeah, and again, depending on the age, it's not gonna. They're not gonna get it. But you know, you have to be the parent sometimes. 
you know. Yeah. Well, I'm teaching my son about microbiome, right? Because I have got into wanting to learn about that because at the end of the day, right? Um, our digestive system is the thing that feeds our brain, right? Sends messages to our brain and, and all of those things and, and stuff like that. And so I'm trying to educate my son into the fact that he has lots of creatures that live in his body yes. that he needs to feed, right? And those creatures um, need to be fed lots of different things. They don't just live on chips, right? So <laughs> it is about, you know, well, he's, he's quite, I'm, oh, I'm so blessed because he's, he likes chips, but um, he'll eat like lots of veggies and and fruit and stuff like that. So he loves, he could destroy like grapes and he'll destroy a whole punnet of tomatoes, like no problems, right? Um, and um, as a child, even from a very young age, broccoli and cauliflower, which I thought texturally wise wouldn't be great. Oh no, he just you know, like, chews away at those. Um, Sweet corn is not a great favourite of his, though, but hey-ho. Um, we're working on that. <laughs> we're working on that one. I'm just putting it surreptitiously in various different things and going from there, really. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's just... People are saying, you know, make your kids eat it, but I, I think that it's important that kids try things. You know what I mean? And they're not going to eat everything. Oh. Not everything's going to be a home run. But make them take a bite of something. And sometimes it's the look of the food or whatever, and maybe you could put some seasoning on it that will make it more palatable for them. Um, but I think it's important. And, and to be honest, I kind of wish that I had to do that more when I was when I was little, you know, because I had a very limited um, diet. And, you know, not that I, I should have had to eat a full plate of whatever, but just to try things, because I think there's things that I would have eaten much more readily earlier on um if i had tried them you know of course you know at the time you're like oh, i don't want to you know but um you know even if we get a bite of those things like the fermented foods and things like that you don't need to eat a bowl of fermented sauerkraut to get the benefits you could have two forkfuls and get the benefits same thing with kimchi or you know um any of the dairy the fermented dairy which you know that's obviously um can be more allergenic for certain people but you know, those things have such health benefits and you don't need to eat a lot of them. So if you can just get a little bit of those things in, it can be, it can be helpful. Yeah, exactly. You don't need a lot, not of the fermented foods, although I could eat a bowl of sauerkraut, which is really <laughs> sad because I do, <laughs> I do like sauerkraut. Kimchi is a little bit of a, um, yeah, quiet taste, but I still like that as well. So hey ho, it's all good. So, um, so exercise then, right? Let's delve into exercise a little bit. Cause like you do the nutritional aspects, but you also do like you, you do the whole plan for people, don't you? I can. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I feel like organized exercise for kids isn't really necessary. Just make them go outside and play. They know how to do things that they like, whether they're jumping rope or they're kicking a ball, you know, or they're, they're playing catch. Um, or they're just, you know, wandering around like in the woods behind the house, you know, if I don't know what it's really like by you, but you know, here a lot of times, like if you have a big enough yard, they'll be like, you know, some little woods or something like that. And kids will, you know, go play and it's good for your microbiome. It's good to be outside with nature. It's, you know, you're, you're moving and being active. And the more we move, the more we want to move. And it's important that, um, you know, all of us are doing that, you know, even if you don't like, um, 
regimented exercise. You know, I lift weights every day, but I like that. But a lot of people don't. Some people want to do, you know, a group exercise class or Zumba, or some people just want to go for a walk. And you know what? It doesn't matter what you do as long as you keep doing it. If you do something, else, that's not important. Well, you have, it's what you do day in and day out. Every day. Yeah. So that's choose right. something you enjoy. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And after COVID and with us all being stuck in our houses and stuff like that, right? We yeah. It is really about getting into a regular routine, isn't it? And getting out there and doing it. And even like, and I know it's difficult being a single parent to actually go and do something every day, right? Because life gets like gets away with you. And then by the time, yeah. And by the time you, um, <clears throat> excuse me, by the time you sort of have sort out the kids, got everything done for the day, sorted out what's going to happen tomorrow or whatever, and get their packs, pack lunches done and bags sorted or whatever. And it could be late at night, but it might be that you just sit there and go, okay, well, I'm just going to stretch for 15 minutes and yeah. stretch out your muscles and relax down. So you don't need to actually go out and pound the pavements for like 20 minutes or whatever, but you could, you know, if you find that just doing something every day just will help. Yeah. And I will say, um, as much as I'm an exercise person, if you are a single parent and you're stressed and you're running around and this practice and that practice or somebody's sick and you know, you're just, you know, you're at your wits end mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, I was going to exercise and I got it. No, what's more important is sleep. Yeah. Sleep. More yeah. Important. If you're not sleeping. Your body's not going to be healthy. You know, it sends your body into a stress response, your cortisol's off, which means you're going to have all sorts of food cravings that you might not normally have. Uh, it really changes your body. It changes your microbiome if you do not get regular sleep. There have been studies that show it, and that's not good for us either. So, you know, while it's important to exercise and, you know, some people can do it every day, some people can't, you know, all right, maybe you can't exercise, you know, because you're running around with the kids and they have this practice and that practice. But all right, maybe you go to work, you can take the stairs, you can park a little farther. Away. There's just little things that, you know, add up over, over the course of the day that can get you a little bit more movement. Or maybe on your lunch, you take a walk around the block. Maybe when your kids have practice, instead of sitting in the stands, maybe you pace back and forth and, and watch them. Or maybe you can walk around the field, you know. Um, it's almost like you've seen me. You've seen me at my son's soccer matches because I can't stand still at his matches. And I, I have to pace up and down and listen to a podcast so I don't shout. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't get banished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we're all as bad as like we have such a great team, but we're all as bad as one another, and we'll all we will get into it, and we really want the kids to win. And um, and my son just looks at me from across the pitch and goes, "Mum, shush." <laughs> And I'm like, okay, <laughs> and I'm like podcasting. <laughs> I'm watching, but then because I'm listening to something, I don't tend to like yell That's out. Right. So um, yeah, there's, there's yeah, all God sorts of them. ways to them. do things, but you know, if you are at your wit's end and you're stressed, and you know, you're you're doing the best you can because I believe most parents out there really are doing the best they can. Then take that time to sleep if you need it. You know, you know, make yourself a playlist with some good um, like uh, rainforest sounds or whatever, play that, do some mindfulness, you know, meditation exercise stuff for a few minutes and go to sleep. Spotify's got so much on their like library as such. So yeah, there's no excuse for not being able to find something to get you to sleep. And um, 
What about um, what about kids who have like? Is it good for kids who have like learning difficulties, ADHD, and things like that to actually get out and exercise and do, you know, get out there and do stuff? Because um, I know some parents, um, and I've spoken to some parents, their child has difficulty socialising or or empathising with other children. Um, so it's difficult to get included in sports and things like that. But does is is it healthy for them to still get out there and do? I think so. I think exercise? that um, you know sometimes it takes being around other people to kind of see how others interact mm. and what goes on. And and you know obviously the parents are going to know their kids best. Like not every sport is going to be right for every kid, and they're really resistant. I mean, you know, don't like don't push too hard, I suppose, but you know, they should want to do it, but let them try, you know, um, take them to watch other kids play and see what their interest, you know, go to a baseball game, go to a basketball game, go to a soccer game, go to a football game, go to all these different things and let them see what those sports look like, see, uh, how the game is played and find out what, what piques their interest. And, you know, maybe you can just even if you just start small, you know, just working on some drills, get them out, you know, teach them how to catch. Um, you know, I think that if the parent is involved with them, some kids feel better initially. If the parent, you know, is around, um, I, I think that the more they have the opportunity to to try things and and um, get out there a little bit, I think that that's, you know. Uh, there are certain things that, you know, I look back and think, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. And I'm like, oh, why didn't I? And you think that you're like, oh. Um, and I, I think that that kids kids want to be social for the most part, you know. Sometimes they just, they don't know how. And that's normal, you know. But I think they should all have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So, look, how do people find you online, Courtney? How do they... Um... How do they find you if they want to find out more information? Um, they can just go to my website. It is MissMoxieFit.com. And that's Moxie, yeah? Yes. M-I-S-S-M-O-X-I-E-F-I-T. Yeah. I'll put all of the details in the um, in the actual blurb for the podcast. Um, so, look, thank you for chatting with us today. I could chat with you about this subject all day all day because it just fascinates me and i like i think it's so important to put good stuff in your body because uh, you know i think the problems we have in this world with high rates of heart disease high rates of cancer and all of that stuff are really down to the additives the preservatives and the pesticides that we're using um and i don't actually think we would be as as a sicker world and i'm going to go world because you've got the us me over here um we're sick nations that are like killing ourselves through this obsession with high calorie density with products. We're killing ourselves with convenience. Yeah. And you're a hundred percent right. And you know, if you, depending on where you fall into um, what school of thought, you know, those things are being done to us on purpose and, you know, they're making those things easier and easier to find and the really good things that we should be eating harder and harder to find. And that's why it really takes effort to be healthy. And so, you know, you really have to make that commitment to it 
And like I said, give yourself some grace when you slip because you're going to backslide. Everybody does. I mean, I'm certainly not perfect. Um, you know, if we can teach our kids, you know, what they should eat and why and help them understand and uh, do our best to find ways for them to like those things, um, then we're setting them up for success and and ourselves because, you know, we want to be around to see them and the next generation. And you know what I mean? Like, we don't want, we don't want to be yeah, no, I agree. And being a single parent, right, and being an older single parent, because I had my son later in life, I actually want to make my life last as long as I possibly can. So, you right. know. And you want to be well and mobile yes. while you're here. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to be falling around and in a wheelchair while by the time I'm 70, I want to be walking up right. mountains. Uh, but Because by the time I'm 70, he would have left home and then I can have a life. Yeah. Right. So I want to be out there walking mountains, going and traveling. Um, but look, so thank you. I've got one final question for you today. What piece of advice that you've been given um, do you still live by today? Oh, my goodness. Um... Yeah, no, sorry. That's a bit of a big one. But um, yeah, what's a piece of advice somebody's given you that you still live by today? Wow. You know, I would, I, I don't know, I guess something along the lines of um, if you really want it, fight for it. Um, okay. Fair enough. Fair you know, enough. If there's something that you really, really and want, you know, fight for it. Don't let people tell you, no, you can't do that. You, you know, you can't have it, you know, whatever. Um, if there's something that you're after, if there's a goal or, you know, whatever, which I feel like is you know, what I've done, which is how I'm, you know, doing what I'm doing. Yeah. How you live yeah. your life. And, yeah. You know, so how bad do you want whatever it is? You, know, if you want it bad enough, keep fighting for it. Yeah. There's no such word as can't. Let's just think of a different way to right. do it. Right. That's it. Fab. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on board and joining us here today. It's been a real pleasure. I loved it. It was so fun to chat with you. Um, I hope that you know, everybody's able to find a way to sneak some veggies, some, some fresh veggies in on their kids or try any way to prepare something. Or if there is some way I could be of service, if they have a question around that, you know, tell me, yeah. you know, message me through my website. I'm, I'm happy to help. If they've got high cholesterol and they feel as though they're inflaming, inflamed, then get on board. It's not your egg yolks. Yeah. It's not your coconut. It's not, it, it, there's, there's something else. Oh, there. there we go. There's something else. There. And do you know, and it's very, it's very funny that you say that because I went and got my microbiome tested um, when I had all this high cholesterol going off, which they thought was partly due to the fact that I had an underactive thyroid, which is not so underactive now, which is hilarious. Um, and um, basically they said that I was inflamed. Yes. There was inflammation right. and I changed this and do that and blah, blah, blah. So um so that was quite interesting. So that was where I had another second look at my diet and went, right, okay, what else can I, how else can I improve it? Because I was vegan before I went to get my microbiome tested. Um, and then when I got it tested, it came back and I was quite surprised that it was as bad as it was. And I was like, whoa, hang on a minute. Um, so being vegan doesn't mean you're healthy, oh, gosh, right? It just means that you've got to eat the right There's stuff. There's a ton of processed food. Yeah. 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 So it's been interesting because... They were. They did two years ago want to put me on 
thyroid medication. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. I'll try and sort it out another way. And now my thyroid is getting better. Yes, I was actually, earlier today, I was just on education with the gut thyroid connection. And that's 100% valid. Literally every system in the body can be improved if you heal your gut. And and it sounds, you know, far-fetched or that can't possibly be, but it's true. If you have a good, healthy gut, every part of your body is going to be better off. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's what I'm working towards. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, No, thank you. I'm going to let you get on with your day. Um, I'm just starting mine here. But, um, yeah, so just to let you know, Thursday is all right. It's not too bad. We're a bit cold here in Australia. But um, you're just finishing your day where you are. So, um, yeah. Yeah, look, thank you again, and um, we will speak to you later. Thanks so much. I had a blast. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes, as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.